Evening all, this is episode 51 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and the main question that everyone wants to know is how do we follow up last week's half century? Well, the answer is with a wee shiter this week. Um, with another half century? Because not much has really happened, so it'd be a, a quiet and maybe quick one, but uh, still a bit of ice hockey stuff to cover. And uh, we've um, come up with a, another couple of questions to to answer with regards to the season, so we'll get to that after we do the signings, I guess, first of all. Yep, all well, sounds good. Another cracker. Short but sweet, perhaps. But we'll no. probably end up just rattling on. As usual, yes. Yeah. See how It'll it be goes. the usual hour and a half or whatever. <laughs> Everyone loves it, really. <laughs> um, so, clan-wise, there has only been one position of news, let's just say, and that is with goaltending. Uh, it was announced that Jordan McLaughlin has signed from Solway Sharks last year, uh, but previously played in the Elite League with, with Edinburgh. Uh, still a a young guy and actually I mean really young nineteen. Nearly not born in the nineties. So that just shows that's yeah. If we felt we were young, then <laughs> anybody you meet that's born in two thousand and something is just not born what, two, three weeks before the millennium? Yeah. December twelfth, exactly. So he Doesn't would he would have missed out on so much excitement like um those V Millennium Alien eggs. Do you remember them? <laughs> I do, yeah. I think they were meant to grow or come alive or something and uh, New, New Year's Day I guess of that year. I remember I had one, the wee slimy things. Actually, see if you think about it, so he was born at the millennium. Ten years later, the clan became a club. I know. So he was, he was ten. When, he, he when was clan formed. Yeah. That is pretty, yeah, pretty impressive. I remember there was also those, and you definitely know what these are. They're, they're chairs. Loads of people had <laughs> uh, They were blow-up alien, like... Chairs, armchairs, do, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> do you know the things? I think I do, yeah. Right. I remember them. They were out that kind of time as well. I'll see if I can find a picture and tweet it out. But I had one of them. Uh, they were quite comfy. They just reminded me of uh, Millennium Egg things, whatever they're called. But anyway, talking shit as usual. So hour and a half's on the cards. But nah. So Jordan McLaughlin, nineteen years old, six foot one, um, catches left. So he he played, as I said last year with Solway, and uh, GB under twenties, and then previously Edinburgh had quite a lot of games for them, and uh, I remember being quite impressed to be honest for such a young guy. Um, I always thought he was. He was a good prospect, so I, I'm not sure. Obviously, we're not hundred percent on how our goaltending situation is going to work out, but uh, a young, 
I guess, still developing goaltender who'll learn a lot off an import. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, played 24 times for Edinburgh two seasons ago, so uh, when he was only 17, playing in the playing in the big league. Uh, yeah, he, he did all right. I mean, Edinburgh, obviously, weren't great um, that whole season and obviously didn't didn't help any, but uh, you know when he when he was called upon, he, he did a decent job um, during during some of those games there. So uh, definitely one for one for the future, um, that's for sure. And, you know it's it's good to see uh, kind of younger guys coming in, and hopefully they'll get the the right coaching and uh, you know whatever's required uh, for them to progress their career. I think it was um, Pavel Shigalo who was the keeper maybe that he was backing up the year before last uh, and then that was maybe the season Beskarawani came in as well yeah. but he certainly played quite a few games there, I mean his goals against average is over 7 which seems ridiculously alarming but then considering his save percentage is still over 80% um, I'm kind of guessing here but I think that equates to quite a lot of shots um, and then over eight and a half for a few games the season before that uh, and then it's Solway last year 0.891 so um, he'll be looking to increase that if he gets a chance but I, I just remember being quite impressed so I'm you know, fairly happy to be bringing in a guy like that, and it, it opens the the discussion about what's happening with Gary Russell. Yeah, definitely. I think when the the club announced it, I think there was a few people that that had commented, uh, just saying that that was um, it didn't look as if Gary Russell would be back then if they were if they were signing McLaughlin as a backup. But um, since since then, Gareth has come out. And, Stated that he's hopeful that uh, that Gary Russell will also be back, so um, it's a nice wee bit of competition for for a backup spot. Um, and you know maybe Gary Russell can can coach up McLaughlin as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know, don't know what the dynamic will be there, but uh, definitely the more the more the merrier. Yeah, we just just get about fifteen goalies in. I hope one <laughs> of them works out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to hard to know there. Maybe maybe they're looking to have Gary Russell as the maybe the main backup with McLaughlin taking a few games. But at the same the same point of view, it could be the other way around that if Gary Russell's looking to play less, not that he plays loads, but you know what I mean. If he's thinking about his uh, yeah. job and things then maybe it'll be a case that McLaughlin will be the, the main backup with Russell coming in for the odd game um, but yeah. yeah I think I think that could happen sometimes as well um, just you know due to sort of rotations and stuff like that and maybe you know when, when Killeen needs a break uh, either one of these guys can, can step up and, and fill the gap yep and as we love to say we'll see what happens uh, but I mean yeah quite promising 
I didn't ever really see as being that team who would go to import goalies, not yet. I don't think we've never really... I've never got the impression we're a, a fan of that model, like what Guilford do or whatever, so um, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was just Gary Russell, but um, yeah, fair enough, and we'll, hopefully he gets a, a chance and does well, because you know that a, a local guy will be popular with the fans if he does play well. Yeah, definitely, although he was born in Edinburgh, so... Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> local... To local the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to that point. Um, so, yeah, all the best to him. Hopefully it goes well. Uh, that's really the only clan stuff then. We were waiting eagerly for a a Monday night announcement. I thought there might have been one, given that this was the last day of season ticket renewals, I think. Uh, but it did not turn out that way, so we'll be holding not our yet. breath for the next one. Not yet. Um, There's still, uh, well, it's it is Canada Day as well, so I was kind of hoping maybe they would. I know a tie in with that as well. They would announce a wee Canadian, perhaps in the form of uh, a former Steelers forward. And who would that have been? <laughs> uh, well, there's a rumour going about um, Matthew Wah, um, possibly signing with the clan. Uh, yeah, what did Not you make, make of that? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the four seasons he was with Sheffield, he was a, yeah, a top drawer uh, player. Obviously, knows Fitzy and uh, has played with, with Pitt and Becker at Florida Everglades along with 40 other players. <laughs> uh, it would appear, but um, no, I, I don't know what his situation was last year. Um, just playing back in. Uh, back in Canada, I think. But I don't think he played at all. No, I think I think he essentially retired to to rest the injury. Um, I, I didn't expect him to be back after it. Right. But maybe that maybe he's obviously wanting to to play again. But I think it was more of a, a case of having some time off, um, just because of his style of playing stuffy. Was yeah. was susceptible to injury, and then I think at the end of his Sheffield spell, he was playing pretty injured. So, uh, as you say, the rumours going about that he's weighing up a return to the elite league that could be total nonsense. So we'll see. Other people have mentioned Dundee because of his connections with Matt Marquardt at, at Dundee, who's the assistant coach, I think, to Pasha. Um, so. I mean, I would, I would really like to see him at Clan. Uh, I think we miss sometimes a guy that scores the type of goals that he did, all really within a few yeah. feet of the net. Um, somebody who gets a lot of tips and rebounds and things like that. So um, you just look at his goal scoring record. I've not even got it up, but I know it's superb. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he was probably at least a point a game in his Sheffield his career. Four seasons with Sheffield. Uh, first season, 52 games, 79 points. Uh, second season, 48 games, 41 points. Third season, 52 games, 57 points. 
in his last season, 51 games, 48 points. So, yeah, averaging just over a, a point a game. Yeah. And uh, solid, solid stuff. Whoever, I think if somebody gets him after a, a year's a season's rest, then it'll be a big a big deal. So if it is as well, that, that'd be great. Um, if it's not, then you know, he'll probably be an asset to the league if he comes back. Yeah, um, I doubt. I was just looking to see what his situation was last year. So he'd signed, uh, according to Elite Prospects, he signed with this team, Jean Query Marquez, Marquis, maybe. Right. Uh, and then I, so I began to look at their roster, and it's just like a, a host of ex Elite League players. Right. Uh, Matthew Brisebois. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Yep. Nottingham, uh, maybe? Yeah, Nottingham. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Spiro Galakis. Yep, Belfast. Ex-Belfast guy. Uh, there's a few forwards as well, I think. Uh, where are they? Gabby Levesque, ex-Dundee. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Ling. Couple of spells yeah, I don't. I think is that league is that one of those kind of. Um, I don't. I, I don't really don't know how you describe it, but um, it sort of involves like a <laughs> not a, a diddy league, but a not. I'm really struggling to describe no, this actually, but a lot of mean. a lot of good players have gone there. I don't know if it's um, a kind of only a semi-professional type setup or something like that. Uh, Could well be, yeah. But I, yeah. But and yeah, not just uh, Francis Ferro Paul as well as another one. Mm, yeah. So what's attracting all these guys to there? Does it? Do they get well paid to play in it, or I don't know. Um, yeah, not not really too sure what the situation is that. Because guys like Levesque were were, um, I think probably wanted back by their teams like Dundee or whatever. Um, so. Not unless they offer some like coaching as well. Yeah, it could be something like that. It's worth looking Which... at before I dig any more of a hole talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. But anyway, that's, that's, that's Matthew Watt. Yeah. Well, here's hoping here's again. You never know. Uh, but that, that would be great. I think I remember him um, scoring a good few goals at Brehead Arena. So if he did that again for us, then winner winner um, so we'll just uh, quickly go through what's happened with the rest of the teams then there's only a few real pieces of news but um, some bigger than others really I think none more so than Gleason Fournier extending his stay at Cardiff to what will that be his fourth or fifth year um, uh, something like that fifth year fifth um and I mean, he's just he's just got better every year. I think, um, yeah, by far, probably the best defenseman certainly from a point production uh, standpoint. Last year, um, he was up there with guys like uh, Jesse Craig and Acred, but I'm sure was he not voted the the league MVP maybe at the. the Playoff type thing. I think it was maybe either him or Joey Martin. 
but he was, you know, outstanding as ever, really cracking player. Yeah, definitely. I think he'd won Defenceman of the Year. Uh, scored 71 points in 60 games last year, so yeah, I mean, he was up He was up with the, with the top scorers uh, in the league and uh, doubled his goal tally from the, the season previous as well. Scored 24 goals last year, so... Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forty-seven assists as well, obviously. But um, to get the the number of goals that he did um, for a defenceman is uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah, a really good skating defenceman always scores sort of highlight real goals as well. He's guaranteed yeah. one or two um, when he'll skate all the way up the ice through the other team. Should he did it last year, um, so. I mean, a, a cracking player and one that they'll be desperate to get back, but he's obviously enjoying himself there, so um, it's a typical Cardiff re-signing, really. Um, we're getting used to it. Yeah. So uh, we know what we'll get with him. If he can replicate last year, then, uh, you know, they'll be a real tough nut to crack again. Yeah. Um. So that was only guy who's extended their contract to a, a current team uh, a few signings to go through first of all uh, Kyle Hope signed for Manchester from Fort Wayne Comics uh, he's a forward and um, I don't really know too much about him other than just looking at his stats uh, one or two quite good seasons otherwise Nothing too spectacular, really. Um, but I think, according to the press release, somebody they had their eye on. So, mm. uh, not sure exactly what to expect from him, but looks pretty steady. Yeah, uh, a couple of American Hockey League games in, in there uh, after his spell in the OHL um, and then went through uni. So, uh, we, know, we know where these guys that, that come through uni are, are normally pretty good. Um, Especially when they when they come over, so uh, yeah, I think you I think you'll be another another good signing. Uh, Twenty six years old as well, so so approaching the prime of his career. Uh, you know, maybe looking to to Europe and and elsewhere to, to make a proper career out of it. But um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, if if it's a guy that Manchester have had an eye on for a while, then uh, we know what, what kind of player he'll be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in a in a physical way anyway yeah we do yeah it doesn't doesn't take too many penalty minutes no overall so that'll, that'll have to change if he wants to fit in <laughs> yeah no I just mean like it's a maybe a guy that just that plays the body and is quite antagonising yeah yeah seems, seems like a good fit for Manchester indeed well it'll give them a bit of hope anyway <laughs> hey Um. Coventry done a wee bit of business, brought in two players. First is a, a defenceman, 23 years old, Chris Polkamp, from, uh, straight from Bowling Green State University programme. Um, so first, first year pro, bit of a smaller guy for a defenceman. Um, so again, maybe somebody who's a bit more mobile um, looking to be a, a playmaker more so than a, a stay at home guy but I could I could be wrong 
yeah, it's, it's difficult to tell from his numbers, isn't it? Because he's, um, you know, play, played at sort of top university level, but not really picking up any points. And you know, you kind of think if you're a smaller D man, then that would be your sort of, that would be your game. But yeah, um, yeah, again, just sort of remains to be to be seen what what kind of player he'll be. Uh, but yeah, I've got I've got the feeling that he'll be some kind of playmaker. Um, you know, perhaps good on on the penalty killer or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say he can't be the best defensive tactician just because you're small, you know. But um, yep. we'll uh, see what happens there. In fact, I'm not even going to say we'll see what happens after everyone because it's just a given that that is what, what will be said unless we know who it is. Cancelled the phrases. Yeah. Um, they've also signed... Uh, a slightly more experienced and uh, bigger forward this time, left wing or centre, called Andy Johnson, who I believe was also a footballer in the Premier League a few years ago. Um, but Not no, the same guy. He, he comes in uh, with a, a lot more experience and having played at a high level as well. Um, put up good numbers in France the last two years. And then uh, Hungary before that, as well as East Coast and American League experience. So, um, I think a bit more of a a known quantity, um, and certainly quite promising looking guy. Uh, maybe a bit of a power forward element to him. Yeah, um, perhaps so. Um, both of those teams in in France are kind of mid table or. Chamonix kind of well that that season that he was there they were in the relegation uh, battle so he's it's coming out similar kind of club in Coventry <laughs> where he'll be fighting to get in the playoffs he knows his level obviously well true uh, maybe just likes a challenge like that um, but yeah good numbers uh, like you said point a game average in, in France and uh, in Hungary year before that as well so uh, obviously moving to moving to Europe sort of worked out well for him. So um, yeah, probably probably a decent signing uh, for Coventry. Looks like he wears uh, the number sixty one from his picture. Or certainly oh, did at one yeah. point. So um, you know that that's that's always a decent sign. Uh, one of my favourite numbers. So um, yeah, positive signs there. Um, next up uh, is a, a sign for Guildford and that is Cam Braze, which sounds like a place in just outside of Glasgow I'd say yeah. uh, he comes from Denmark having played um, in American League well one game in American League before that Switzerland uh, and also Czech Republic as well played for a few games so uh, again a wee bit smaller at 5 foot 10 28 years old but a guy who has got maybe a bit more of a reputation for the possibly the physical side of the game uh, not necessarily as a, an enforcer type but a, more of a gritty um, type player yeah it'll be interesting to see uh just how he plays, I think. Um, 
before he, like, he went through the university as well, spending five years uh, university in New Brunswick. Before that, playing in the WHL, his, his points there were, uh, were pretty high. So, yeah. Um, so I, I'd imagine he'd be a, a pretty versatile kind of guy and uh, can maybe play a number of different roles um, as a forward. So, yeah, uh, but you've been decent again uh, playing around Europe. So, um, probably another another good signing for, for Guildford they yeah they've got a record for bringing in good talent so there's no nothing to say why he'll be any different indeed um, we can't be brace <laughs> yeah I've been there a few times um, <laughs> it's nice it is nice nice and uh, kind of scenic certainly summer evening so, a summer evening down Cambrays. <laughs> um, Dundee have also brought in a, a defenceman, Riley O'Connor, and I think that is as Canadian a name as you could really want to have. Uh, although he also has English nationality. Well, in fact, he was born in England but trained in... Canada, so he comes from Guelph University, and uh, this five foot ten defenseman's becoming quite a trend. The the league's sagging. Everybody else should be zagging. I think. But we'll see. Obviously, the the classic Pasha Uni signing uh, (laughs) tends not to really let him down, as we always say. He's got good connections for finding players. He, he's not a guy who's going to put up a lot of points by the looks of it at all, but um, more of a maybe a more of a stay-at-home player who can add a bit offensively if needed, but that's not really the role I see for him. No, I don't think so. Um, that's a few players now that have, that have come from that university uh, over here, maybe in their, in their first year. Uh, turning pro, so um, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see how he fits in uh, with you know, sort of comparison with, with the other guys that have come over as well. We've got, um, as well as Gleason Fournier, Cardiff have brought in a new for I think this is the first new signing they've made uh, of the off season so far. Um, 26 year old centre Mike McNamee from Alborg in Denmark uh, also having played DEL2 before that um, a guy who looks quite offensive just going by his numbers um, 6 feet tall so I mean given it's Cardiff you can only assume he'll come in fit in with that team ethic and do do well to be honest yeah, I think so. Um, coming from the same team as, as Cam Braze as well. Um, just a comparison with him. Uh, put up a wee bit more in terms of points, averaging a point a game as a, an alternate captain uh, at Alberg as well. So he's obviously got some kind of leadership quality about him. Uh, played a, a dozen games in the, in the American League as well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, another guy 
sort of newish to Europe. So, uh, but he's he's certainly hit the ground running so far, um, and no doubt that will continue at Cardiff. Yeah, no doubt a good player in the making, or well, not in the making, but uh, he he will be, I'm sure. Um, the next wave of uh, Cardiff players. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, the the Cardiff production line in full, full swing. Um, just two left. Um, first of those, uh, we'll just cover quickly because we know a wee bit about them. Uh, Dylan Olsen moves from Nottingham to HK Nitra in Slovakia, uh, and I remember highlighting him as one of my guys who I'd want from Nottingham I think when we did that list a couple of months ago at the end was it the end of the season we did that yeah um, yeah and uh, you know obviously for for being 28 he's got a a great CV uh, missed a few games last year with injury but as I said I, I liked him so I, I think um, going to Slovakia will do he'll do quite well there um, I was always impressed, big guy, um, and put up quite a few points, well, maybe not necessarily in Nottingham, but a guy who could could find the net, I think, and uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe Nottingham didn't want him back, but I would be surprised if he wasn't one of the guys they, they had an offer out to. Uh, I know that a lot of the fans quite liked him as well, so um, he he'll be moving on and we'll see how he does. Yeah, I would I would be amazed if if Nottingham didn't want to keep him uh, after the season he had. Uh, former first round pick in the two thousand and nine NHL draft, and indeed played played a number of years uh, in the NHL as well. And, uh, it was only up until. Up until recently, that uh, he wasn't playing in the, in the NHL. Uh, 2016, I think, was his last game. So, not that far away. And for Nottingham, actually, to be able to get him in the first place was probably quite a coup. So, um, but yeah, moving on to, to Slovakia, no, he'll, he'll fit in there, no, no problem, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. A really quite impressive CV, to be honest. Um, as you say and uh, just finally then we have another sign for the ever imposing looking Sheffield I think it's fair to say and it's uh, Nikolai Lemtugov uh, who comes from uh, Asian League uh, previously playing under well now Sheffield head coach at Medvedchek Zagreb but before that, I mean, a, a career KHL player. Um, so I expect, I mean, he's 33, so he's not he's not young, six feet, uh, a winger. But I expect a, a guy full of skill, a really creative player, is what I'm expecting. Yeah, um, I think you're, you're probably right with that uh, assumption there. Played a lot, a lot of KHL games. Um Almost four hundred, I think, in total. Uh, yeah, so, you know that's, yep. that's pretty good. Pretty good. Going uh, was drafted uh, round seven 
by St. Lloyd Blues as well um, back in 2005 but um, yeah so I mean obviously from, from that point of view he's, he's always get, get something that a lot of people like about him so uh, yeah quite a big guy um, quite a physical guy I would think uh, winger as you say so um, yeah I mean that's a few now uh, that have come from, from Zagreb and come over with Baron Fox so uh, yeah I mean I mean where, where else can you yeah else can you say that? Uh, not much but, there had been I think rumours that they were trying to get him so that, that was obviously a deal that they did go through um, you know as we've said I, I expect this guy to to make quite a big impact in the league uh, I remember people like um, Vorobiev at, I was going to say at Russia there but I actually meant at Edinburgh when they had a, a few Russian players I, I think he'll maybe be like that um, so I, I think he'll have a, a really big impact um, and do well for them it's funny that actually quite a few guys, good players, seem to go to the Asia League at one point and then yeah. then come over. I seem to remember. Who was it we got? Was it, so, was it Rick, Jack- Rick Jackman? Yeah, went, went to play in uh, Japan, was it? N- yeah. Nippon paper cranes? Somebody like that. Uh, but guys <laughs> guys have had really good careers um, obviously he's gone there when the the issues with uh, Medvedek Zagreb happened but it's funny just just to for a guy like that to end up in Korea but I mean they'll probably pay well and it's a quite a skilled type league there so um, maybe not surprised in one way but uh, I guess it's a way to see a different part of the world yeah, you, you could say he'd be willing to sacrifice his career. <laughs> and I'd say not his career. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as you say, there's not really much more to say other than this guy will be a, a good player. Um, so not, it looks like on paper anyway. Yeah. Round, three, round so. seven, 219 overall, so okay, maybe not. Maybe not the the draft credentials of a Dylan Olsen, but um, the Russian Russian players at that tend to be quite similar in how they play. So, in a way, excited to see what he's like, but also not because it's Sheffield. So, yeah. Um, what we did then decide is that we would come up with a list of things that we were looking forward to this season and a list of things that we weren't. Uh, Initially, so, the, so far, obviously. Yeah, and, and initially the format was three things, but I think you've gone above and beyond <laughs> the Call of Duty from what you've told me before we recorded. Um, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll just pick some of them. But, There's no point in going through all uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll just start then with three things that you're looking forward to. Um, that, so this can be clan-related or just league in general really uh, player specific whatever um, do you want to give me yours then or, uh, what, or one uh, of them one of them we can, we can alternate yep sure uh, okay first one I'll start off with 
I'm going to throw out a controversial one to start off with. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Danny Stewart under pressure. Right. That is, that's not what I thought you would start with. But a wee bit of left field. Yeah, a wee bit. Um, um, just because just you think... Like, well, on you go, sorry. I was stealing your thunder there. <laughs> um, just on the basis that, uh, you know, over the last uh, three years, um, Coventry, you know, just about made it to the playoffs twice and, and missed out once. Uh, and, you know, you think of seasons before that, um, prior to, to Danny Stewart, obviously they, they won the playoffs one year and uh, I think got to the final the other year. Um, so that's yeah. a bit of a come down from from that. Uh, just looking at it overall, I don't think Coventry fans would be too happy with how the team's been performing. And then you look at um, last year, obviously, they had Ben Light, who was one of the top scorers in the league. He's away to Belfast. Um, lost probably their, their best defenseman, uh, Nikolai Brunsveen. And uh, Alex Nikiforic as well. So uh, those are key players that you know, if you want to sort of progress in the league and, and sort of look upwards, these are the kind of guys that you would want to keep, but for some reason they're not being able to keep them. Uh, so yeah, it would just be interesting to see how or what kind of team Danny Stewart builds and, uh, you know, is it, going to, is it going to actually compete? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they always do seem to make a couple of signings that do look good on paper, you know, like bringing in Blood Off and Drew Schistel, for example. Um, yep. But yeah, as you say, it's it's getting to the point, I think, where if, if he doesn't get some sort of success, then his job's probably under threat, I think, it's fair to say. Um, so, yeah, a good, a good valid point to start. Um, mine was a lot more predictable, really, and it was... Um, Looking forward to seeing how Fitzy does as a coach. Um, what yep. what will they, what will our team play like? Uh, what will he be like? And what will he kind of bring to the role? Um, we've discussed it before, but it's exciting in a way because it's a new, a new brand, I guess. Of hockey, it's a guy who did play as recently as last year. So probably bringing in fresh ideas, and um, he's obviously got a, a passion for the team. So I, I think there'll be no lack of that when we play. But um, yeah, it's just exciting for for a change, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, he's got the, he's got the personality there. Um, you know, I think players seem to like him. So yeah, that's part of the. Uh, as part of the process as well, I guess. Um, you know, you're looking at guys to bring in and uh, whether they can, they can sort of respect a guy like Fitzy. Um, you know, I think a lot of players do, so he, he's definitely got that on his side. Uh, so yeah, that is kind of... I'm over the initial stage of, uh, of Pete Russell leaving and, and all that now. I think, uh, you know, you, kinda, you have to move on from that and... Uh, yeah, I'm just, it'll just be. I think, it, I think it'll be exciting uh, to see what what kind of finalised team fits he'll have, and uh, you know, I think he'll get buy-in from from all the players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you're up next then for your next next point. Are we still doing like, stuff looking forward to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Unless you want to alternate it with something you're not. Nah, we'll just we'll stay right. with this. Okay. Uh, so well, one of the other ones I had down was um, Aaron Fox related. Okay. Um, so obviously the the new coach of Sheffield Steelers, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to revitalise Sheffield. As a, like if you're talking about it from a sort of neutral point of view, obviously as a clan fan, yeah, you don't want, you don't want to see Sheffield doing well, but. Um, Looking at it from the league as a whole, obviously Sheffield had a down year last year, and um, you know the guys came in from from Zagreb and uh, brought a few players along with them. Um, stole stole Brendan Connolly away from us as well. So, uh, and then obviously not to mention uh, Valorant coming back to the league as well. So they brought in some decent some decent signings. Um, so I think it'll just be it'll be interesting to see how how a new revitalised Sheffield will compete with uh, Cardiff and, and Belfast. A good point, and I think actually it is worth mentioning that while we're not doing the the other list, I actually had as one of my points. I'm not looking forward to seeing Sheffield do well if they do. <laughs> Uh, that's not something I'm excited by, but I do share your point about um, seeing seeing what kind of stage they're at now this year with competing with the, the top teams again, because uh, they probably can't go too long without being up there, certainly not from an ownership and fan base point of view. Um, my next point was um, to do with clan goaltending. And it's is Colleen. I'm actually I maybe seem like I'm properly buzzing about Colleen. I'm not not at that level, but I did make my list and it was is Colleen the goaltender that we've not had for the past few years? No. Okay. Um just because since Jones and to an extent Holt did quite well, uh I don't think it's a position that we've we've got right when you look at other rivals, um, like for example Fife, who, uh, and and also to an extent Dundee, who just seem to find better goaltending than us. Um, and is is this the year where, um, we get the the right fit, and uh, we get a defence that plays well in front of them and with them, um. And we, we sort of uh, can forget about pointing the pointing the elbows at uh, goaltending as a reason that we're dropping some points as much as I think we have had to uh, in the past. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good point. Uh, I'm also kind of I'm also looking forward to seeing how how Colin will do for us. Um, he's been, you know, decent. I think you would say I don't think he's been I think he's been great. So uh, I mean I, I don't know I think there's still question marks there for me, although I think it's potentially an upgrade at the position. But we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um. 
Right, my, my final one was yeah. uh, also goaltender related. Okay. And that I'm looking forward to seeing how Shane Owen compares to Best Grawani. Ooh. I like that one. Belf- in Belfast. Excited in a way that you think he won't be as good and that excites you. Yeah, I think I, I think there's a potential there for that to be the case. I don't like, I think Shane Owen's a good goalie. Uh, and obviously he had a he had a good year last year, uh, with Fife, but um just you know, for, for me Beskarawani's just in a in a league above, I would say. Um so it'll be interesting to see how Belfast recruitment uh, goes in terms of a defenseman that they're that they're looking to sign because obviously they've I think they've only got Curtis Leonard potentially and one other Brett Brett guy I think so um, you know from that aspect they've still got the majority of their their, their defence to sort out and uh, is it going to be as, as good as it was last year um, having lost a few guys so I just think there's there's question marks around that. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be quite interesting to see. Yeah, and I think uh, you really uh, obviously he was he was tested a lot in Fife, but he'll also be tested uh, by the demands of Belfast in a dif- in a different way. You know, Fife aren't normally a team that you would say are necessarily competing for silverware. They were obviously up there for a bit at the start of last year, but Belfast have got that pressure of winning. Um yeah. and that works in a, a different way and maybe he's not he's not had that necessarily in the elite league before. So like you say, it's it's kinda of fascinating to see how he he does under a different type of pressure because they're expected to win every game but I wouldn't say the same about five so it's yeah. it's just you know I, I think probably no, no goalie would say that, that that changes their philosophy but uh, I think deep down probably there's different pressure so um, and again if he's not performing then yeah I'm sure he'll, he'll probably know about it from the fans and stuff so yeah uh, that's probably that's the issue with following a very good player, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's that's a good point you made there as well. But um, Belfast fans kind of used to winning, and how's that going to affect them? So it's another point to it as well. Yep. Um, my my point last last uh, thing to look forward to was sort of two way, but the first bit of it was. Um, excited to see a lot more young talent coming in again to the league from different university setups um, and a couple of GB guys. I, I'm not talking about specifics, but uh, as we've mentioned before, um, teams like Dundee um, like to find uh, and handpick a lot of that talent, guys who are just coming to their first year pro um, also younger guys maybe uh, like the guy at Fife have signed Sam Jones from Swindon um, and people like that just uh, yeah. even Duncan Spears for example who we we know to see how they get on 
at elite league level and I think it's always good to have some fresh faces in like that because um, you get you get good ones um, and it's, it's quite rare that they don't they don't do well and they don't put themselves out into the, the spotlight in terms of making a, another move further further down the line and stuff but uh, the other half to the point was how the talent the best talent from last year gets on having those guys that have moved on so I'm thinking like Darcy Murphy uh, Bess Grawani as you've said um, also like Kyle Bond for example just the top guys just to see how how they make that move away from the league and if they're as successful as they were here yeah that's an interesting point yeah um not as easy to track. I'm. I'm not going to be really following their careers, but I will look back at some point, knowing that I've now made that point, and I need to. Yeah, take take an offer for a future podcast. Um, I'd. Well, I mean, I'd loads of others on ones, but I've got a, a couple here. I'll just quickly. Uh, rhyme off. Yeah. Uh, of other other things I'm looking forward to. Matt Haywood's testimonial. Yes, good point. Uh, Poor whenever, whenever that is. Um, yeah, because there'll be a lot of good players coming back for that. I hope. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. Um, it, but it's it, been a bit, a bit quiet recently. So. Yeah, I mean, if it could work two ways, if we have a we're having a really bad season, then something like that could maybe be quite a good break. Um, yeah. And unless, conversely, unless it, you know, if it's good, then that'll just that'll add to the atmosphere. I think. Yeah, um, I think what as well. It depends who they bring back as well. Of course, of course, did, yeah. Didn't really like as that player. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, or if, I'm, sure, or, I'm sure that won't be the case. Or if current be... players play in it and get really bad injuries that rule them out for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depends what side fits he'll be playing for. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a couple of other ones. One of them I just I just had Cali Ackard. Yeah. It's just something I'm looking forward to. Just it's the same every year really. Uh, John Dunbar. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose you could just say Guildford in general, but <laughs> you can actually. So I've uh, actually just remembered some not Guildford related there, but. Uh, well, we're talking about transfers, even though we're not talking about them. Uh, Coventry, I think, have now signed all their defencemen. Um, yeah, I think so. And it means that fan favourite Kevin Noble will not be back in the league. Maybe that excites some people. <laughs> Maybe it does, yeah. Given that he was not liked by most teams uh, I guess including even some Coventry fans but no sorry that, that was just an aside I just remember reading that uh, yeah because he's played played there for four years or something and been the guy that everyone loves to hate so um, yeah so sorry Guilford can be a point I think definitely Guilford to be excited about uh, and, and finally I'll end on a uh, Fife starting the season without any night nightminders and one demon. 
Well, is that is that their current That's situation? A, current situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they've signed seven in total. And one of them is Sam Jones, who you just mentioned, and six forwards. So yeah, problem is um, they're almost guaranteed to get a half decent netminder. Yeah, I know. Like the, the year before last, I think it was at Andy Isles. So they yeah. they had Owen, and then Owen left. And then they got Andy Isles, who was also really good. And then they got Owen back. So maybe Andy Isles will be back if they follow a, a pattern. But I think just, I wouldn't get my hopes up too much about Fife not having a decent goalie. Nah. Um, for another netminder, four letters. A four letter surname. Like, uh, and I'll obviously imagine's yeah. been snapped up best goalie in the league, so need to look elsewhere. They will need to, yeah. He's uh, he's already taken, unfortunately, for for the Flyers. Um, we move on to things we're not looking forward to then. Right, do you want to, do you want to start this one? Yep. My number one is uh, Clan losing in the playoffs. <laughs> Quar- yeah. Quarter final. Um, second leg at home. That's what I'm not looking forward to. Obviously, that's been kind of funny and negative, but uh, oh, of course, I hope that that doesn't happen. But uh, we're yep. quite used to it, so I'm not looking forward to getting a, a tough draw in the playoffs and not going through to the playoff final weekend. If it looks like that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, that was my first point. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, my first one, I'll go sad general, league wise, uh, and say I'm not looking forward to the league going back down to ten teams. Uh, you know, I just think it's uh, regressing again a wee bit. Um, and obviously, having more teams doesn't make it a better league, but. I just feel like it, you know, attracts attracts more players. So if you're not, you know, playing the same teams as often, you're maybe attracting more fans as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing. Oh, it definitely is when you lose teams. Um, in the same way, it would have been exciting if we'd gone up to twelve, for example, or something like that. But um, yeah, you, yeah, you don't you don't want to be losing them. Um, and especially what it means for uh, my next point really it kind of leads in quite nicely and it's that it messes up formats again so <laughs> my second point was Challenge Cup uh, we might as well discuss this in a yeah, it was basically my second point was basically just Challenge Cup with in brackets Mainly, all the quotes, pre-season type games, um, because they're preloaded at the start of the year. I think they never seem quite as important or as exciting as the normal games. But um, yeah, while we're there, the format was announced for the the ten team league. Yeah, uh, with three groups: Group A, which has Glasgow in it. As, as ever with Belfast, Dundee and Fife 
Group B, Cardiff, Coventry and Guildford. And Group C, Manchester, Nottingham and Sheffield. Uh, with top three going through in our group of four. And top two going through in the groups of three. Plus some mental format where the, the, the bottom place team in both those groups can still go through because they play against each other. Uh, and can basically go through without winning any games. <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's a total farce, really. Even if they even if they wanted to have as many teams going through the next round, say, even if you finish fourth in Group A, if you had a better record, then you would be up against whoever finished bottom of one of the other groups. Yeah. But I don't. I just the way they've the way they've gone about the whole the whole challenge cup thing is just it's just a bit of a joke, really. And yeah. I think a lot of fans kind of kind of think see it as a joke competition anyway. So they're not really doing much to entice people to to pay their money and and go and see it. Um, you know, if they, if they'd have done two groups of five and then just have the top two going through from each. Then you know it's a plain black and white, uh, and then you've got your semi-finals and your final after that. But but no, just don't know. There's just there's no incentive to to win any games if you're especially no. if you're in Group B or C. No, I know exactly. Um, you can you can still go through as I said without winning anything. Um, the the Challenge Cup I think only gets interesting for me if. We're still in it, and it's the final. Yeah, or the, yeah, or the, se- or the semi, the semis, obviously. Because I, I watched that last time when we we played uh, Belfast. Because we weren't, we didn't normally do well in the Challenge Cup. So, um, yeah. but yeah, the whole Challenge Cup fixture thing is just—it's not really exciting at all. Um, it's obviously you get it's good when the hockey comes back, but. Um, you know, it's it's just it's a bit of a downer as you say and um well we'll we'll see we will see what happens but um as ever I'm not I'm much more more up for the, the regular season games but at the same time it's good to to have it back. Of course it it now starts I think next month we can officially say, with this being July. Yes. The season start or the the pre-season will start, so that's um, that's an exciting point to look forward to. That is, that is something to look forward to. Um, all right, uh, second thing that I'm not looking forward to is a clan team without Brendan Connolly. Absolutely. And I think that that point speaks for itself. Really, we've we've kind of already talked about. Yeah, there's not much more to say about that. It's it's. Completely accurate. Is what it is. Exactly. Um, my third point was, uh, well, I had as the sort of jokey point seeing Sheffield and Fife do well, but my real point was more dops and video review controversy. Oh, right, I like this. Um, just 
every every season there's always a dops incident that either paints the league in a bad light or uh, you know, to external sources or just yep. makes all this, the fans in the league uh, annoyed in some way. Um, and at the same time, as Brayhead Arena in particular still had issues with video review not working. And I think I mentioned it ages ago in a podcast, or maybe not, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it, it never... It, there were games where it wasn't working at Brayhead Arena and we were I think it was during our the spell where we were winning a lot so um, it wasn't as much of a an issue but uh, I don't want that coming up as a thing where other teams are saying how much of a joke it is that we don't have our video review ready uh, or that it's uh, becomes an issue to us where we lose out in a game or points or whatever uh, because of an incident so <laughs> if it's yeah. actually going to be in the league it needs to be in it properly at all arenas or your fining teams or whatever you're doing but uh, no more video review controversy yeah I mean who, who wouldn't agree with that really solid solid point well made uh, yeah, the, the league just kind of in general need to get their their act together a wee bit. Um, yeah, you could have just had a point saying the league. <laughs> Not looking forward to the elite league. No, of course we are. But um, right, okay, I've got I've got a few different ones here. I'm just trying to pick one. Let's go with. Not looking forward to Jordan Buesa's breakout season. Uh, as in something specifically happening against us, or just in general, the fact that he's turned into a good player and he's not playing with us. Yeah, I think I think the the second point that you made. That I think he is at that age now where um, he'd be looking to make an impact, uh, not just against us, but. Um, for Fife in general against against every team in the league um, and I think that this will be the season and I'm not I'm not saying that he'll be a point a game kind of guy but I'm just meaning like you'll see more minutes he'll create more chances and perhaps get some more points uh, and you know to me that's that's a bit of a breakout season um, and you know if he is going to start uh, contributing a wee bit more uh, then you know maybe it was maybe it was a good a good guy to to keep for us and uh, maybe one that will that will look back to to rue the chance of of not keeping him kind of thing. Yeah, I think that is a, another really good point, and you could I suppose extend it to seeing any ex clan player <laughs> any ex clan player having a good season. Um, <laughs> yeah, Barry McKenzie. County, County's yeah. done well for a, a couple of seasons now, but yeah, those those kind of guys. Um, Sully. Sully, exactly. Yeah. Duncan Spears, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that that is a good one because that's that's never good to 
to see and then obviously topped off if, if they're scoring points against us or playing well against us. So um yeah, don't not excited for that. Good good point. Um did you have any other ones on your just to touch on your list? Because that was all of mine, but um right. I think we came up with quite a few good ones there. Yeah, we did. Um a couple of other ones I'll just quickly run through. Uh, having having slated Danny Stewart and, and Coventry, what what I don't want to be on the receiving end of though is uh, their new massive forward Dave Brawl. Yeah, exactly. Actually, AHL veteran. The guy's a beast. Still, yeah, he is. He's only he's still only twenty six, six foot three, hundred and seven kilos, which I did. Uh, did look up and he is well according to elite prospects the the heaviest player in the league great, by four kilos. Great stat. So uh, yeah, also had a few penalty minutes in his time as well. So and he'll be a, a hard nosed kind of guy and uh, he'll be causing yeah. a few of his surnames. <laughs> causing a few brawls. Yeah, he will be. Um, uh, Sorry. No, carry on. I just, uh, I thought of an exciting thing there, but I've forgotten about it again, so I'll see if it comes back to me. Ah, right, okay. A um, couple of other points regarding um, how players shoot. So, currently Guilford, uh, nine out of ten players that they've signed up are all left shot players. Right. Um, and obviously that that can balance out, but I feel like you do you do need more of a balance than that. I would say uh, I don't think it matters a great deal, but just you know in terms of other teams and stuff that they will look at, um, you know when they're when they're coming up against teams like that, is they won't want to show them inside. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're all left shot, so. Uh, I think a, a wee bit of balance is, is required there. Same goes for Storm. Two out of 12 Storm players are right shot. And the only exceptions are Sully and their 19-year-old forward, Finlay Ulrich. Right. So, did, again, just another, another wee Did point you happen to look at what we were of interest? Uh, I think we're fairly balanced. Okay. Um, I think some I think some coaches probably think about it, um, consider it more than others do, um, and obviously it depends on the player. A, a lot of them are quite comfortable playing on their offsides, as it were. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it would certainly cause some issues if you were so tilted one way. So. Um, it will be. It is a good point to make, but how will that reflect on the the stuff that we see? Yeah, um, I know that that's the thing. I don't really know too much. It was just more a sort of observation. Uh, clan uh, three out of five defensemen shoot left, so obviously the other two shoot right, and uh, forwards is, is split. <laughs> unless they shoot, unless they shoot middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a niche forwards, in the market. Forwards is split down the middle, so uh, 
so far with only six forwards signed. They, I, I, I've just thought of another thing I was excited for. Go for it. Um, and it's just a, it's a hypothetical thing because it's not even necessarily happening, but um, to see if Liam Stewart will be back in the league again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Given that he had the the concussion and stuff, um, be good to see him back playing again. Because uh, I thought he was always thought he was a good player, and you you don't really want to see somebody's career ended like that, I guess. So, um, yeah, that that would be exciting. Uh, you never know; he, he might might turn up at Clan and actually bring his dad one time. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, <laughs> won't hold my breath, but um, Nozib is with what Coventry and then Guildford. Guildford, yeah, and he'd signed for Sheffield, I think, last year. But oh, that's right. But never yep. played because of the injury. So yeah, no, I mean that, that will be interesting to see what you know what what happens with that. Um, obviously, still a young guy; he's only twenty four. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his situation is, but it'd be a shame if he if he had to call time on his career so early on. Yep, indeed. Um, well, unless is that that you at the end of your your lists? That's me. Well, I had loads of other ones, but I'll maybe save them for another time. Right. Okay. Um, I think that's as good a place as any to finish up, really. Then, because that was quite enjoyable going through those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, some good points there made. It'd be interesting to hear um, from anyone else listening what they thought about them or if they've got any points to make or totally disagree with any that we've made, which I'm sure some do. Um, it's good to get some feedback uh, as ever. Also on iTunes as well. He's a wee five star. Yeah. and Or, or a one star. Any star, any star yep. you feel we deserve, give us it. Yep. Um, but yes, as ever, thanks. Thanks very much. Hopefully next time we'll have some um, more clan signings for you, although you can never never complain about having one at least, I guess. But um, yeah. hopefully more to come. And uh, we will uh, catch you next week. Thanks for turning up. Cheers, folks. See you then.